What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, B. Hawaiian Hapes. I'm getting my tan on as we speak. What do you think? What are you? What are you? What are you doing as we speak? You you getting your tan on on a golf course somewhere? I'm probably eating like a cheeseburger sitting on my couch. Teach tape. Doing a little teach tape. Should be nice. Should be nice golfing weather here coming up the next few weeks. This is this is the prime time. This is the month of uh, when people just I don't know what do normal people do. Probably just live life normally, 365. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if uh, as July begins, we were just talking about this before the pod, we're going to have some time, maybe get out on a course or two if anybody wants to invite us out. You know, we might be able to make it work. We are always game. Uh, so last year, my guy Barrett took me out to uh, Olympic Club. And another guy, I think I forget his name, but right down the street played Ruby Hill, uh, played Round Hill. I made the rounds last summer. Just throw it out there. So hey, you know, we got some time in early July. Let's let's play some golf, people. You, Perfect, know, you remember Country we- Club? Weekdays. Weekdays, right? Yeah, I mean uh, Middlecoff's game probably any of the days. But yeah, oh, yeah, okay. weekdays. You give me a weekday, especially like an afternoon in the weekday in early July, I'm in. Uh all right. So we thought we'd do a few different things this week. We had the uh podcast with uh, Peter Schrager do some NFL futures that we're gonna make up. And we're doing a uh, this is the NFL what ifs podcast, John. And we'll have a real po- uh, like a, a new pod at the end of the week too. I mean they're all new, but yeah. If, if there's any th- breaking news going on, what did you think of Kevin Durant signing with the Mavericks? <laughs> you know, I thought he was going to Orlando, John. I was disappointed to go to Orlando. <laughs> you know, as we're recording this in uh, mid June, you never know what could happen by the time you listen to this. 
Uh, all right, so we want to do some what-ifs, so we'll get into that in a moment. But first, I'll tell you, this podcast is brought to you by Ease. It's actually not all NFL either. Uh, EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM. Come on, I mean, I probably had a shipment. Made, did I have some advance shipped out to uh, Kanapali? Maybe. Is that where you're going? To meet me out there, yeah. You're, you're literally there. What island is that? Maui. EaseWellness.com. They, I think they do deliver to Maui because cool. they deliver to everywhere except like Iowa and the Dakotas. And I'm sorry, I don't think we have many. Uh, our demo's not hitting there. Let me check so the numbers. EaseWellness.com, ease promo code HAM, deliver all over America, CBD. We got CBD uppers. We got downers. Make you feel better for athletes. I know Paul Pierce just put out a line. You know, a lot of people use the creams for, you know, the Todd Gurley arthritis. You know, you just get like in our age, once you get to your early 30s, you start feeling some things that you just haven't felt before. And you put on a little of that and you feel better. Uh, bath bombs, they got doggy treats. They have it all. The sleep aids, w- which are great. And again, all natural, CBD, really good, legal. EaseWellness.com, promo code HAM, 10, uh, excuse me, $20 off your first purchase and over $50 free delivery. I, I don't know how you beat that guy. And I got news for you. You don't. This uh, podcast also brought to you by hairclub.com slash ham and sleep number, sleepnumber.com slash ham to find the uh, sleep number store nearest you. We'll tell you more about that uh, later in the podcast. But we thought we'd do just some, some what if stuff. Can I, can I start us off? Yeah. Start us off. Let's start off a little looser. Okay. Because we realized we recorded a podcast that you listened to like last week. We didn't even mention this. I think this guy's kind of taken off. You know, O.J. Simpson's on Twitter. I thought Bill Cosby was in jail. He actually tweeted something. This would have been like last week now if you're listening to this. That was a little weird. Father's Day from America's dad, he called himself. It's kind of, you know, it's like Twitter and Facebook freaked out on all the political shit. But it's like, do you have to draw the line? Like, can you allow O.J. to do it? But here's, here's a what if guy. What if, and I vividly remember listening to this, I think in Miss Parker's class, sixth grade, Pioneer Elementary, Davis, uh, California, listening to the verdict. What if OJ had been convicted of murder in 1994? Do you think we would still have like all the big docu- all the fascination with the case? 1000% no. I, I don't think the documentary where, uh, what's the dude from Friends name? Shimmer? Yeah. Who played Kardashian? David. And was Cuba Gooding OJ? I don't think that movie ever happens. I, I don't think that. Obviously, O.J. never comes back on Twitter, but he kind of had a second life where he became a legit criminal uh, and then went to jail again for, what, like 10 years? Because I looked yesterday. I'm like, wasn't he, how long was he in jail? It was from like 09 to 17. Like he spent some time in the pokey because uh, I guess one thing he said on Twitter was I'm going to give fantasy football advice. Like, O.J., you missed like 10 years worth of data. Are you super locked into the game? You know, like, do you, do you still think it's like three? Oh, yards sorry, we don't. Yeah, we don't value the running back anymore. Yeah, we don't do two thousand yard backs anymore. Uh, but if he had been convicted, I just think that moment in time would have been one of the crazy. Like, it was it crazier that he got off than that he, if he would have got convicted for murder. Yes, it made the story bigger. That he was innocent. That was he acquit- was not. Acquitted. Yeah, yeah. That he was acquitted. Because have you ever? Has anyone in if our lifetime... If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Doesn't become a thing that anyone says. Has anyone in our lifetime... Chiles, or whatever his name is. ...got off where even people rooting for him was like, yeah, he killed him, but so what? You know? that Because that's what... I don't think any single person, I wonder how his kids are like, thinks that he didn't do it. 
That's what's crazy about that case is everyone, whether you were pro OJ because of the racial, what it stood for, which when you rewatch some of that stuff, you kind of get. Yeah, the one, the the one, the older black woman in the documentary, right? That says, "Just it's about time that one of our one of ours got off." Basically, was what she said, right? Yeah, but she's, I mean, the way she was saying, it, like, yeah, he killed her, but that's that's not the point. Right, but yeah, the point is, it's about time the justice system worked like this. And it wasn't just it's what to me, it wasn't like you shoot a couple people and then run away. It's the way he did it, right? Like carved them up. So this dude is legitimately one of the craziest humans ever. Because I think once the Hernandez story started going, you get the details. You're like, God, he took this guy. He didn't just shoot him like, well, he did a drive-by. But then he took Odin Lloyd down the street from his house and executed him. I think right? getting off takes stuff to, gets this stuff to a whole other level, right? Like if Hernandez had gotten off, it'd be insane. Because you'd go, this, I think he did this, and this person's walking among us. Who would be the equivalent of OJ now? Because he was doing movies, he was super famous, he was like in the rich Hollywood scene. I I'm just going to rattle off some former yeah. athletes that are. I'm just going to rattle off some former athletes that are part of pop culture. Okay, I don't. I, Tebow I it would be. A, uh, no. Tebow Strahan. I was going to go Charles Barkley. I think probably better than Strahan. Barkley. Uh, that's a good one. Because he was a big part of pot, like everyone, the casual guy knew OJ. Just like the, the just, yeah, the golf. He's out, out there golfing at the just all the time golfing. Um, yeah, Strahan's a not a, Strahan's not a bad one because a lot of women would know Strahan right from the show. Uh, like Jesse Palmer. Not famous. Not enough. famous enough. Um. Because, like, the equivalent of an actor would be uh, who's the guy that used to host, uh, who's like the executive producer for the Kardashian show, but he's also like used to be the host of American Idol, the white guy uh, with long hair, you know, not long hair, but not skinny. Right. Okay. Not yeah, Seacrest. Ryan Seacrest. Oh, okay. Like, what if Ryan Seacrest was on trial for murder? Like, that would be a pretty big deal, right? Yeah. And then got off and kept trying to have like normal businesses. Yeah. But everyone thought he did it. Would, if OJ was in jail, would Khloe Kardashian have visited in prison? Not as not oh wait not not his father not her father Never did Chloe visit him in prison? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that's a good one. It's a good one. You got what do you got? Um, this is this is kind of a what if. This is one I've been thinking about for a couple of weeks. Uh, now, but if they could do it over again, would the Philadelphia Eagles? If let me put it this way. If the Rams had drafted Wentz and the Eagles had drafted Goff, how would things be different? Did did Jared Goff have two equivalent seasons to what Carson Wentz just did? Like an MVP-type season, then got hurt, and then got hurt again? Just imagine that we go back to the draft and the the Rams took Wentz number one, and then the, then the Eagles took Goff. Maybe and Goff gets off to a better start. Like, he's do, never do, just a disaster. Do they still win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles? Great question. I mean, Goff has not been hurt, right? Or he Goff did get, has not been injured. No, he just, he's been replaced because he was ineffective early on. Yeah, I mean, he would not been... Like, to me, do they win the Super Bowl with Jared Goff? Then nothing changes. Then he just gets the same contract, like the Eagles sign him. If he had had the same story as Carson Wentz... Missed the, missed the game. Foles comes in, wins the Super Bowl. Same things happened last year. 
And, and it was pretty clear, like, his talent's solid, but he's not, like, the Wentz upside. I don't think Harry Roseman signs with that deal. No, no chance. I think part of the reason that they are big on it is because they've had a front row seat to a lot of elite players, Jeffrey and Howie, over these last 20 years. And I think they know, like, how special this guy is. Where it's pretty clear, like, everyone likes Jared Goff. You and I, I mean, I... I sound like sometimes I'm negative. I'd love that. I'm rooting for him to be awesome. But it's not really arguable that he's got some – he's like a Matt Ryan type. Now, there's nothing wrong with Matt Ryan, but I, I don't think you would have – you wouldn't have bet the farm on Matt Ryan if he had an injury history at like 26. It was easier to do when you play a lot. And that's what – Jared Goff plays a lot. To me, that's where I don't hesitate signing him, like if I'm the Rams. But you only do a Wentz-type deal to a guy that's been injured multiple times if you think their upside is like Ben Roethlisberger. And that's a better version. And that's what he is. Do the Rams get to the Super Bowl with Carson Wentz? Does that, how does that play out? Uh, you know, does he stay healthy with the Rams? Because if he doesn't, then no. Because their backup is not Nick Foles. Does he get hurt in the Rams-Eagles game just as a Ram? How about that? <laughs> like, I do think that, the, like, the, how things play out is more interesting to me on the Rams side. The decision is more interesting on the Eagles side because the, the, the Eagles would still have foals, and whether Goff gets hurt like Wentz did or just takes some time to come along, Foles is still around. Like, you still have every reason to bring Nick Foles in if you're Philly. Can I do a what if to your what if? Yeah. What if? John Robinson, who had just taken over the Tennessee Titans, they had the number one overall pick, and he traded to the Rams. Everything he knows now. Oh, yeah. Does does he go Arizona Cardinals? Yes. And trade Marcus Mariota and just take Carson Wentz or even Goff? If he could do it over, he would not trade that pick. He And he would have traded Mariota right there, right? Yeah. Goff, I mean, uh, Josh Rosen style. Mariota had just finished – Year one. His, yeah. And they were the number one pick. And he just got the GM job. I think Mariota's. To me, that's the crazier what if. Because also think Cleveland had the quick. second. Like, Cleveland was the two pick, John. What if Wentz goes one? Does Cleveland take Goff? Remember, that was Hugh Jackson's thing, right? He wanted Jared Goff. And then once they found out that Jared Goff wasn't going to be there, they were open to it. But the Tennessee one's very interesting. Yeah, to me, the Tennessee – because I think at the end of the day, like Cleveland Browns, like I'm glad it worked out the way it worked out. And I, I, I think it's understandable. To me, the Tennessee one – because even the Rams and Eagles, they feel good about it right now. I think the Tennessee one clearly is like, what is Mariota's deal? Because you would rather have Carson Wentz next year than Marcus Mariota. Yeah, if I said to you who makes more from here moving forward, which quarterback starts week one more? Like just call it opening day starter, Goff or Mariota? You'd say it's golf without even hesitating, right? Well, to me, to me, I think Mariota is a lot like golf because when Mariota plays, he's fine. He's actually pretty good. Like they're, they're, they, we forget, guy. They made the playoffs two years ago and won a road playoff game in Kansas City. And then last year, going into Week 17, they were what? Win and get in. But what happened? He had got hurt the previous week, so Gabbard had to start. You could argue that Wentz, or excuse me, Mariota, is just the injured version of Jared because he's like Jared Goff he he's basically Jared Goff mixed with Carson Wentz because he's got Jared Goff's physical arm strength but he can run around but like Carson he gets hurt a lot because he's not a bad if he if if Mariota's healthy all the time he's fine like he's a he's much better than like Jameis right you would take Goff over him wouldn't you 
Well, just on the simple fact that I can trust that Goff's not going to get hurt, but I think you could argue that, like— You don't think Goff's just a better passer? You don't think Mariota would be pretty good with uh, Sean Sean McVay? Yeah. No, I do. I just—I do just Because I think the counter is going— No, if you're saying it's unfair to judge Goff— like he would be this guy everywhere else. That's okay. I get that. Well, let's say because let's say if you put Goff with the Titans, like Mariota hasn't. They've had no weapons really. Now you're right. He he is a better. I still I just think Goff's a better passer. You're right. He is. So, uh, like either one would be an upgrade, but he he hasn't played 16 games one time in his career. Wow. If you now. Let's pretend the Eagles had the first pick. Not pretend, but let's just say. I mean, he, he, he did guy. He had uh, the year that they made the playoffs and beat the Chiefs. He played. He missed a game, but played 15. He threw 13 touchdowns. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's an insult to Goff. Sorry, Jared. <laughs> uh, if given the choice to pick swap it, Philly would take Carson again, right? If they had the yeah. choice of Goff or Carson, they would still take Carson. I think 90% of the NFL still would, right? Yeah. Because, again, you're always betting the guy's going to stay healthy. Like, you just trade for Anthony Davis. You're betting on him staying healthy. That's that's part of the deal. I don't think there's anyone, even including the Rams, would argue that Carson Wentz is a superior physical talent, right? And I don't think we quite knew that at the time. Maybe the maybe NFL people did, but, like, I wouldn't even. We're not casual observers. I mean, we follow the ship pretty closely. Just because of the school he played at, you just didn't know, right? Mm-hmm. Like if Carson had been at USC, would it even have been a question? Like, how does Carson Wentz not go one? If Carson Wentz had been at a big, if Carson Wentz had been at Iowa or Oklahoma State, like he, how does he not go one guy? I, I think the biggest thing that worked against him. Now remember, he was hurt in college too. He broke his thumb or whatever his senior year. But it's just, oh, yeah, he's a freak, but, but, but. Well, you can't do that if you're at Washington, right? See that guy at Washington? Jesus Christ. <laughs> or I was, what thinking, did, I was thinking of him at Michigan or Ohio State. Because what did DJ tell us about Jake Fromm? It's like, you know, there are some people around the league that just don't think his physical attributes are that great. Well, no one ever questioned Carson Wentz's physical attributes. Even the people that went – I remember I had a buddy that went to North Dakota State – and it was like, holy hell, this guy. And Josh Allen rode that Wentz wave. And it was like, I'm telling you guys, his stats are god-awful, but he's physically gifted. And what happened to him? He went seven. Right. And he was like, he was on a on a different, a little bit different level because I think he had the Wentz momentum. And again, he played some national televised games like against Oregon. Wentz just did not. All right. Uh, your turn. Your, your, your what if. Uh, what if Greg Papa had been the Raiders general manager? <laughs> Does, uh, is Derek, uh, like a, a cap guru now instead of, um, a producer at the NFL network Our good friend Derek Papa. Listen, I think Greg, does Jamarcus still go number one? Uh, I, he would have loved him. Yeah, Greg thinks about football the way that Al thinks about football. That's why I disagreed with him about a lot of players over the years. You just like he he loved Christian Ponder because he had good feet. You know, I, I think he would have made just some hideous mistakes. Now he might have like hit on some crazy guy, but he would have been more enamored with like Al Davis type. You just do, do a freaky thing, he's all in on you. It would have been a disaster. I also think. 
it would have taken the Raiders because it wouldn't have ended, you know. I mean, I'll prove that he'd fire people, even if he liked you. That it would have, the Raiders would have been, even jumped the shark more than they even did. Like, that would have been the craziest moment now, Davis tenure, that he made the radio play-by-play guy the GM. And again, and this is not breaking news. I mean, Greg admitted to, like, it had been openly talked about. He was going to be the GM of the Raiders. And then, and then Al died, right? And then they hired Reggie. No, I think I think Al Al just they didn't talk about Al hired Al moved on. Al hired somebody else. No, I thought it was happening and like it never really happened. It was like oh nine ten and then he passed and then Mark Davis kind of came into power. And then like he was supposed to meet with Mark Davis. It was right around that time, like ten and eleven. Uh, my the way I remember the story was you, that he You just think it's like oh six, oh seven. I, I no he, they, as I remember it. It wasn't that he died that prevented him from getting the job, but maybe I don't, maybe that's... Well, not that dying prevented getting him the job. It's just that, like, once Mark Davis, it was being talked about for a year and Al didn't do anything, and then, like, the next year he passes, and obviously Mark Davis wasn't going to hire Greg Papa. I vividly remember Mark Davis was involved because they Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like what you said, like a year passed. Like, they had talked about it, and then, like, a month went by, and it didn't come up again, or they said it, and then it was just kind of over. Yeah, it wasn't like, I'll call you back next week. You either got the job or you didn't. Yeah, but I Right, but I don't think it was like, I don't think he was, like, waiting in limbo for a year. I think they talked about it, a month passed, and then it was clear, like, it wasn't going to happen. And then what you're saying happened. Right. I don't think he was in limbo on it for like a year for that year. Do you think it would have been viewed looking back as like a Tom Sula type incident for a franchise or as just an all time innovative move? Well, would Ricky's be like the exclusive vendor in the Coliseum? Yeah, just it it would not have ended well. It just it couldn't have. It couldn't have. Would Musburger be the voice of the Raiders right now? Maybe. I mean that that's would have been crazy. the voice like three years earlier. Well, Mark, Greg have still called the games. Well, I think what would have happened is that if Greg was hired and then Al died, Mark one hundred percent would have fired Greg, and then he would have been done with the Raiders a lot earlier. That might have been how it ended. Mark Davis would have got the job and fired him immediately. That's what would have happened. All right, well, I think if, it all worked out. Now Greg Papa's the voice of the Forty Niners and wearing red. Mus- is Musburger still the voice of the Raiders? I think so. Do the Raiders do a radio broadcast? Seriously? I don't know. I think he is. Uh, what if the 49ers never got Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, Kirk Cousins would be the starting quarterback. 1,000%. So they would have spent a lot of money on Kirk. Would they have drafted think- a first-round quarterback? So they wouldn't have drafted a first-round quarterback? They still would have traded the second pick. They wouldn't have drafted Mitchell Trubisky. They would have traded the second pick. Well, I think the counter would be... I guess that came after. They Mitchell. never would have had the number two. I mean, Kirk Cousins was healthy. They, they would have won six or seven games last year with Kirk Cousins. Well, I was thinking... I, I, they passed on Mitchell before they had a quarterback, so they still Cousins, would have done Cousins that. Would have, Cousins' first year would have been last year, right? Yeah. They would have sucked that whole season, had a high pick. I mean, they had the ninth pick. They would have got McGlinchey. They would have... Well, no, had, Jimmy wouldn't have won the five games to end the season to oh, move you're them right. out they of might, a better they might have been, they might, Yeah, they would have been a lot higher. They would have been shitty. They might not have won one of the games. They might have had the number one overall pick. Who was the number one overall pick in McGlinchey's year? Is there a quarterback? Uh, was it twenty? Was Baker Mayfield? No, Baker was last year. Oh, yeah, that 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 would have been that would have been the year. What's happened? Yeah, Baker. Here's what I here's what I think happens. 
The 49ers end up with the number one overall pick. It's a perfect fucking scenario. Well, I, I wouldn't want Kirk Cousins, but if they if they wouldn't have gotten Jimmy, they would have traded that pick to, let's say, a Cleveland or whoever that wanted Baker or Sam Darnold. They would have got a haul. Like, the Colts went from three to six and got six and three second-round picks. The Niners would have got a haul. They would have paid Kirk Cousins. They would have still drafted McGlinchey. Could you make the argument that right? they might have been they still They would have still drafted McGlinchey? What if, yeah, what if I told you they got like – what if they told you they got way more talent on the team? They got like Darius Leonard, they got Nick Chubb, and they got Kirk Cousins. The problem is that – Because like, their contract Minnesota- would not have been three years, $84 million. I, My advantage, my guess would have been they would have gone all in on so they gave them like five years, but they weren't going to fully guarantee the whole thing. They'll give you five years – 85 million, let's say, but you're signing for like 130 million, right? They're getting them on a contract for five years. They're not doing a three year deal. All right. So, okay. So, say they do that. Say they don't draft Baker or Darnold. So, do, do you agree draft, with that? Is Kirk yeah. Cousins a starting quarterback? I do agree with that, but I don't. I still think Jimmy can be better than Kirk. Like, I'm looking at Minnesota right now. They're trying to figure their life out. Constantly. I, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo. So, Saquon, Denzel Ward, Bradley Chubb, Quentin Nelson. Roquan Smith, Mike McGlinchey. If they trade back, they might still end up with McGlinchey. They probably, or maybe they take Quentin Nelson, but they, they because their thinking would be, we just signed Kirk, we got to protect him. So they would draft one of those guys still. Like Mike McGlinchey might be a niner anyway. Yeah. Except drafted at like, you know, seven. Maybe Buffalo trades up or whatever. Well, to me, is there a chance that they just go like, what, what was the draft again? Denzel Ward. Uh, Mayfield, Barkley, Darnold, Ward, Chubb, Nelson, Josh Allen, Roquan Smith, McGlinchey. So here's what maybe they do. They go from like one to four. The Browns get Baker. They get like an extra one and like a two. And they take – they might not have McGlinchey because they probably take like Roquan Smith. And maybe they take a – maybe they take an O-lineman with one of their two second-round picks. Or maybe, maybe they just take McGlinchey way higher than everyone thought they'd take him. I'm looking for the next offensive lineman. Well, it was Colton Miller. Well, I mean in the second round. Connor Williams of Dallas. He started. I mean, he's a... Yeah. Maybe they just take McGlinchey. Maybe and then right. they win more games last year, but we think they're sealing it. Like, last year, what happens? with? Well, here's what I do think, though. Kyle and Kirk would have been much more comfortable with each other. There was a comfortability there that... The offensive coordinator and Zimmer weren't on the same page. They just weren't – not everyone was on the same page. Like, everyone would have been on the same page. It just would have been viewed as when you give a guy 85 to $90 million, is there a chance the Niners give him a little more guaranteed money, but they're not going to fully guarantee the whole thing. So they're like, we'll give you $95 million, but you're signing for five years. The pressure when you sign for that much money, even if they win eight and eight, but you're like, you know, Cousins isn't great, that's, that's hard to shake. And that's Kirk. That is Kirk Cousins. Yeah. So let's say the Niners last year go eight and eight because Kirk Cousins played sixteen games, has some moments, but then he also just has some duds. It's like he's just not good enough. I, I think it would have been a blemish on Kyle's resume. Like, yeah, you paid that guy that much money, and the best you'll probably ever get is an eight and eight season. Because I think there's a decent chance that guy. I mean, how much better would Kyle Shanahan right now? Beside the quarterback, trade his roster straight up for Minnesota's? Yeah. 
Would he? Would Kyle get every single player and cut tomorrow if he could just flip flop or whatever? Right. Wouldn't even hesitate. If you called Minnesota and just offered, hey, we'll do a roster for roster swap before you could finish your sentence, they would have, beep, <laughs> right? If you put Jimmy a full, fully healthy Jimmy Garoppolo on Minnesota Vikings, I, I, I was actually at dinner with a buddy over the weekend. We were going back and forth, and I'm like, if you put, Aaron, I just asked, if you put Aaron Rodgers on Minnesota, he laughed. He's like, fifteen and one, worst case. I mean, he's dead serious. I mean, got Dalvin Cook, the two receivers, the defense. Fucking team is stacked. So I I think it worked out. Because even if Jimmy flops, I would have rather taken the swing on Jimmy than Kirk. I'll always support him for that. I, I was not pro Kirk Cousins. Yep. And that was one where the coach has a little too much juice. It would have put more it might have put more it would have put more pressure on Kyle as of June and July of twenty nineteen if he had Kirk Cousins than if he was waiting on Jimmy to be healthy, right? It would have changed the way we view Kyle, I think, because, like, God, he has a lot of power. He got his guy, and it was a flop. Okay, your turn. Uh, You want to tell the people about something? Yeah, let's tell the people about Hair Club, John. Uh, God, I love Hair Club. I mean, come on, for crying out loud. Go to Hair Club. Do it. Slash uh, hairclub.com slash ham. They know your confidence is important. One change can make all the difference. And they're inviting you to become part of the Hair Club family just to see how getting the most out of your hair maybe could change your life. Here's the thing when you go to hairclub.com slash ham. One, you don't need to pay any money. We just need you to go sign up. It's completely free. And then from there, you can choose if you want to get something. I'm bald. Haberman has great hair. And, you know, the, the credit Haberman got a couple weeks ago when we took the picture of Pebble Beach, the lettuce was on fucking point. I, I, I would not even carry a hat with me if I had that. Because <laughs> you, you started getting this where you're getting the side shut, cut much lower than the that's top. That's right. That's right. That's your new move. That's I, right. I see where you're going, and it is it is the right move. Keep doing it. Thank you. Well, well if you want to have that, uh, you know, I've been there. Hair starts falling out. I, I, I had great hair, too. Great might be strong. Solid hair. I mean, it was it could do everything it I thick, needed it yeah. to do. It was thick. You could put some juice, in, you know, a little uh, product in there, and it looked good. But I didn't know what to do because hairclub.com slash ham did not exist. You get a free consultation. There, you know, Some people recede guy. Other people have hair fall out. There are different procedures now to make it, you know, keep it in there. Again, I did not choose this life. It chose me. You can be Haberman and have that sweet hair. You don't have to be me. Again, hairclub.com slash ham today for a free, free health and scalp analysis for new customers. You enjoy a $250 savings on any qualifying hair club service after your initial consultation. That's hairclub.com slash ham for a free health and scalp analysis and enjoy $250 savings on any qualifying offer. That's right. Hairclub.com slash ham. Okay. You're up. What if Alden Smith what if Alden Smith had been sober? He'd be a Hall of Famer. Period. Yeah. They wouldn't have Justin Smith with like I do think we have to acknowledge, right? With Justin Smith beside him, he was an even better player. To, to me, the example is when Vaughn Miller had DeMarcus Ware, Derek Wolf, and Malik Jackson, he was unstoppable. Well, DeMarcus is, ba- I think, like on the coaching staff now. Malik's in Jacksonville, and Derek Wolf's just been banged up. Well, what happened? Vaughn Miller kept kicking ass. Now, is he Super Bowl MVP? No, because the team's not in the Super Bowl. But when everyone goes, because again, talking to a buddy, you're, you're talking to a guy in the league, like, who are the best pass rushers? You say, 
Khalil, Donald, his name just naturally comes up. And they were in the same draft guy. And I used to argue I thought Vaughn wasn't as good as Alden because I thought Alden was a little more complete. That's not even an argument anymore, obviously. But I, I, I do think we just would have said, like, oh, it's Alden, Vaughn, Khalil, and Aaron. That would have just been the group. Like, Alden and Vaughn would have gone down as one of the great top ten draft tandems in the league history. He would have been awesome. Like, he still would have been on this team probably. Well, is there a chance that he would break Bruce Smith's sack record? He had 14 to 200 sacks as the NFL record. He had 14 his rookie year. Then, like, 19. 19 and a half. Then he plays eight games in 13 and has eight and a half sacks at 24 years old. Okay, so let's just stop his career there and stay. So, so what's that, 40? Uh, what do we say, 14 plus 19 plus 8 plus 1 is uh, 42. He, so he only had one sack after 2013? No, 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 no. I, was, what, what I, just, I took two halves and combined them to one. Gotcha. How many sacks is that? 40? So after three years, he had four, no 42. So if he's sober and just a good guy, even as the team's going through some changes, I think it's fair to give him like 12 and 12. I mean, elite players just get 10 to 12 sacks. Even okay, on so let's teams. give him 12, which puts him at 66 sacks through at five seasons. At 26 years old. At 26 years old. So then Kyle comes with Lynch. That Buckner's on the team then. Their team is going through a transition, but the defensive line's a little better. And then by a year later, they've added him some help. Well, he kind of has a, you know, revitalization of a career, almost like a second coming. Why couldn't he have a couple 15s? I don't know if he ever gets 200. I mean, he's a long way away. But yeah, you can now, see we're where at seven, gets... now we're at seven years in, and he's at 96. But why, why couldn't he end ended up with like 150? If you had to guess, how many sacks does Vaughn Miller currently have? Does he have 100? If uh, you no, had to guess? Well, no, he's got 98. I don't have to guess. I'm looking at the list. So why wouldn't he be in that crew? Why wouldn't him and Vaughn just be like, these guys are headed for 150 each? You think Vaughn's better than him? I do. A better true pass rusher, yeah. Yeah. But, so, again, Alden's longer. He would just get into some. There's I feel like different... Vaughn can get it on his own easier than Alden could. Yeah. Vaughn's a better player. I mean, obviously. But I'm just saying, like, when they were both in their peak – you would take peak, peak Vaughn over peak Alden. But if I said, well, you got peak Alden, and again, he's sober, you're not like, oh, shit. You're like, okay, let's roll. Yeah, like, is, is Vaughn going to get to 150 sacks? He's at 98. The one thing, just following him on social media, he, I think he takes football pretty seriously. And I think with Fangio, they have help for him now. Why couldn't he just have, like, a three-year run of, like, three straight 15s? Yeah, he's 30 years old. Okay, so that's... Yeah, I mean, it's going to be hard. That's but 45. I, that puts him at 143. So even let's say he has an yeah. 18, a 12, and a 12, and then a couple like six and sevens on the back end when he's playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Do you know what Vaughn's middle name is? Uh, no. Uh, uh, Bevishan. B apostrophe V S E A N. Bevishan? Vaughn Bevishan Miller? Two V's in one name is pretty impressive. Like, is Vaughn Miller a Hall of Famer? Yes. No no questions asked, right? Right. If Vaughn Miller's not a Hall of Famer, then I don't even know what a Hall of Famer is. Super Bowl MVP, best pass rusher of his generation. Kind of set the bar of the new age pass rushers, right? 
you you can never watch a Bronco game and you don't feel him. You're like, Jesus Christ, this guy's like a lion. You know, he just he's just different. I mean, that's what made that that that's what made that argument kind of cool, right? Is they were just complete polar opposites. One is like the short guy that could bend like Gumby and who can run. It feels like a running back. And the other was just this look like a center in the NBA. They they were just they look completely different, but they both dominated. Yeah, I, I, I think Alden Smith being addicted to substances is like one of the great what-ifs because he was clearly – remember going to the practice with Tom Sula before he got in trouble where it was like, God, he looks really good right now. Like he had clearly been in good shape. You're like, he could have a big year for Tom Sula. And then like a day later he gets arrested for – what was it again? Oh, the car incident. The neighbor's car, that thing? Yeah, so he hits the car. He refuses. To, yeah, it was it's a, a hit and run, but he parked at the house, like right next door. Well, well it wasn't the hit and run like he opened the door on the car. Yeah, but but the story was like hit and run. It's like yeah, he just drove into his own driveway two feet away. Yeah, that and it like kind of made bullshit. a dent. Yeah, it was kind of a bullshit. But turns out like they made the right decision. Uh, okay, what if this is recent now, evolving? What if Khalil Mack signs an extension with the Raiders and never gets traded? Well, I think 100% they're just a much better team because there's more momentum going into the season last year. Now, it doesn't mean they don't, like, lose that first game to the Rams, but it felt like, and I don't ever remember feeling this because it's literally never happened in the NFL. You trade your best young player that you drafted who every team in the league would want a week before the season. I mean, it was unprecedented, and I think it will remain unprecedented. That it took the life out of everyone. And then once they got like 0-3, it was like, God, they just got nothing. I, I feel like, is there a chance to, even if they end up 6-10 and 10 or 7-9, and 9, that they start like 3-3? Three and Because three? There, were, there were back-to-back games. They lost game two to Denver, which he could have just made a play. It was a super tight game. They had a lead. The game in Miami, remember, they lost early in the season. Again, I don't think they finished great, but just it feels like they would have had momentum. Again, he's fucking Khalil Mack a top two, three player non-quarterback in the league. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they're four and 12. So what do we, we you say they're seven and nine. That means Khalil Mack's worth five, worth three wins. Um, I think he's a three win player. Yeah. I mean, I just think. Because to me, he has see, the ability to, slow. he has the ability to affect directly lead you to three wins. But I think this would, for that Raiders team would be pretty bullish, but let's just say it's seven. But just remember given guy, the effect that he had, People were bullish on the team before they yeah. traded him. No, I know. They I had was. just gone seven and nine with Jack. But, they, but but we still had the no, the Amari Cooper non-existent performance. Like there was all this other stuff that still happened with them. Yeah, but like so I think two, we're being. My I'm just point saying is the start doesn't go. You don't go start zero and six. You start three and three. No, and I I agree end. with you. You just I I think I don't know if he's a three win player on that team, but you just he the whole. It took the wind out of them. So let's say they're seven and nine. So where are they drafting at seven? Well, and nine? I, I know this. The Bears viewed themselves coming into last season before Khalil showed up. Like we're going to be solid. Like they thought they were an eight or nine win team. They won twelve. And the momentum that he brings, and just the the confidence when you go into a fight. Let's just use this old school. Like you're going into like a you're going to get into a fight with like some dudes at school. Well, if you got two, a guy on your side that's a badass, you're a little more confident going into the fight, even if you're not bringing much to the table. Like you, it's not really arguable, right, that he sucked the wind out of the Raiders and he gave a huge jolt to the Bears, right? 
Yeah. Just his presence. No doubt. I'm going. I'm going seven and nine. So let's say they're seven and nine. Where are they drafting? Yeah, I mean, 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Okay. Well, they're not drafting Cleveland Farrell, Farrell, which is fine. Well, they don't. They don't have three first round picks. They have two. Yeah. Well, they don't. Yeah, but that's the Josh Jacobs pick. I'm just saying, like their first pick, they're not using on a D lineman. Well, why not? Cleveland Farrell might have been there at fourteen. Oh, you're right. They, actually, they, they might have drafted Cleveland Farrell. They yeah. might have still drafted him. I do think they they get, still do, dra- do they take Devin Bush? He went at ten. Maybe they don't. Maybe it doesn't get to them. I think they just take Cleveland Farrell because they try to build the lines. I think they go over D line. Like, I, I think they like that, and I think they end up with Jonathan Abram at pick twenty seven for Ramari if they if they had traded Amari mid season, which still might have happened. That's I'm fine. Yeah, that you could still do in this hypothetical. Yeah. That's not a crazy trade. I mean, that's in theory it's a win. The problem is if Amari goes to Dallas, he keeps kicking ass. It doesn't look good because you just you're like, well, you could have just kept that guy. I just I that one I get having watched Amari, I get the frustration with Amari. Well, if you said that, listen, you flipped Amari mid season when it was clear like you probably weren't a playoff team and you weren't going to build for a first round pick, but you still had Khalil, and then you ended up getting Antonio Brown in the offseason, it would be a lot more like, okay, this, damn, you got Khalil Mack, you got Antonio Brown, you got Derek, you had a Tyrell Williams, you had two first round picks. I think we'd be viewing the Raiders much differently, right? Part of it's like, you guys think Cleveland Farrell's like going to be a quarter as good as Khalil Mack? Yeah, that, most people- you're right. That's the other thing. It's just once you traded Khalil, the whole year became about, does John know what he's doing? And if well, they had like, figured out a way to get a deal done with him, he'd get a lot of credit, right? Because they would have figured out this deal. You remember we talked about the beach house a while ago that Travis Wilson's grandpa had? Mm-hmm. Because it was on a hill. Whenever you see beach houses on a hill, they're held up kind of by stilts, right? Like by big like wooden posts that kind of hold like a deck up because a deck is not just on flat ground. It's like over a hill. Right. Well, Khalil was like felt like two posts. So you just hit the post down, so it felt like the whole house kind of fell. Well, if Khalil was still on the team, I think we would view the Raiders a lot differently because right away you'd be like, do you have the same team? You have Khalil Mack and Antonio Brown? And let's say Gruden, like you said, part of it was like Gruden then is viewed as an idiot. I think that's part of it. I think a lot of people around the league just think, like, is Gruden even good? I think that most people would answer probably not. And the first big strike was people going, wait, we would have – what? You traded Khalil Mack? All right, your turn. Okay. I like the basketball one you suggested. Which one? Reform. I don't think I wrote it down. What if Kevin Durant never became a warrior? That's a good one. You want to do that one? Yeah, what if Kevin Durant never became a warrior, guy? Uh, well, uh, Harrison Bards would have been back. Would he have, though? I think he might have, yeah. They would have signed him to that contract that the Dallas Mavericks signed him to for $95 million? I think they would have felt like we almost won a championship with this team. We think we should have won a championship with this team. Kevin's not in Oklahoma City. Like, maybe Kevin's somewhere else. He's not in OKC. So we don't have to worry about them anymore. So then Kevin Durant goes to the Boston Celtics? Remember, they came in second. So who else can we get at that time that would give us what we need from Harrison Barnes? What if you do like a sign and trade? Who, by the way, reset to give... yeah, you could a sign and trade with Harrison. You just get him to Dallas, then give yourself a little more flexibility moving forward. That would have been the move. I, I 
I don't think it was a lock Harrison was back, especially after they lose and it felt like, God, can you go to war with this guy in the biggest games? Right. No, I'm not saying it's a lock, but I that was on the table. Like, that was the thing that we had all... That was, like, the big discussion. And then it nullified obviously, itself. Obviously, they wanted Kevin... Every human alive would want Kevin over Harrison. But I do feel like internally they were kind of, like, down on Harrison. Yeah, I mean, look, that it would have been the right move to let him go. But I'm just saying, the pos- like, that was the whole talk the whole time. Like, Does Boston win a championship with Kevin Durant? Um, I don't know. I don't like, know either. That situation, so, it's just everything there is so weird. You sure he wouldn't go back to OKC? Because if we did the what if he stays no, in OKC, sure. I think there's a chance they win it. I'm not sure about any of this, but uh, I, I got one for you. What if Kevin Durant had stayed in OKC? I think they'd they win a championship. Now, it'd be weird. They might have some low lows, but they I think they would have had a high high. Who's beating them? Like think about the Warriors' toughest test over the last four years. Yeah, it, I mean the war, but like I, I would have given the Warriors a chance to beat them the next year again. Oh yeah, I mean the Warriors would be their one big foe, but who who else? Like they would be right there, right? Serge Ibaka, uh, what's his name? The dude that messed up his knee, uh, Robinson is that his name? Who's the uh, defender? Uh, oh, Andre Ro- Ro- Robeson. Robeson. Ro- yeah. Robeson. So if Russell. Who'd they trade? How'd they get Victor Oladipo? Oh, they traded Serge Ibaka. Like they had a, tr- they had kind of a trade chip with Serge Ibaka. Like you could either keep him with those guys, you could trade him for something sweet. Like they did have some, they had a pretty deep roster, right? I think that OKC wins a championship one of these last three years if he stays. So Kevin gets his title there. Do the war? I feel like the Warriors still would have gotten another one. Well, because I think they would have ended up with something like. Uh, Damn, they just pulled off a trade for Victor Oladipo. Like, they would have tried something big. They might have traded Andre Godal or something, but they would have got another sweet piece. They would have ended up with Dwight Howard? Who else was in that free agent class? Could they have signed another free agent? I don't, maybe there wasn't even really an option. The Harrison Barnes free agent class? Yeah. I mean, the Kevin Durant free agent class? I don't think there really was any. It was just him. Uh, well, Dwight was actually a free agent that year. Um, they wouldn't have fucked with them. Uh, Al Horford, Mike Conley, resign. Hassan Whiteside, Dwight, uh, Andre Drummond, Nick Batum, DeMar DeRozan, D. Wade, Bradley Beal, Chandler Parsons, Noah, Pau Gasol. They've ended up with Pau Gasol. Would they assign D. Wade to like $40 million? Dirk, he wasn't going anywhere. Bazemore, who was already gone. Uh, Evan Fournier, Dion Waiters, John. There's your answer, Dion Waiters. Well, he might be on the team now. It's true. Luol, dang. Jeremy Lin, would they brought Jeremy back? Backup point guard. How about Jeremy Lin winning a championship before Melo? <laughs> that was a pretty good tweet by CBS Sports. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, John. Before we get to your last hypothetical, let's tell the people about Sleep Number. Maybe you've considered a sleep number bed but thought you couldn't afford one. But can you really afford another restless night's sleep? No. No, you can't, guy. There's never been a better time to go to sleepnumber.com slash ham. You know this as a married man. Uh, I've been through the ringer. I've seen it as well. When you go to sleep with someone, all humans are different, guy. Some people like – like Guy Haberman. He likes to sleep basically on a piece of wood. He yeah. likes it I'm nice like Bruce Lee. Yes. 
his Probably. gorgeous wife likes to sleep on a nice pillow top type bed. I kind of like something in the middle. Well, what's the great part, guy, about shopping for beds now? You can get it for they, they split in the middle because they have these sleep number beds. One can be hard, one can be soft. It's like, but they're all one bed, but they have different settings. It's incredible. That's right. It's the lowest prices of the season right now at your uh, your nearest sleep number store. The sleep number 360 beds are so smart. They sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, keeping you sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Sleep number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses by J.D. Power. For 2018 award information, visit JDPower.com. Okay, come in during the lowest prices of the season where a queen sleep number 360 C4 smart bed, these beds are smart, is now $12.99. Save over $400 only for a limited time, guy. So you'll you'll only find sleep number at any of the 575 sleep number stores nationwide. Find the store nearest you, guy, at sleepnumber.com slash ham. Sleepnumber.com slash ham. All right. Uh... I like this hypothetical, John. Hit me with it. Well, I I shield for this company because I think people outside of the West Coast, mainly California, Arizona. It's mainly California and Arizona, really. It's big. I think they're in Nevada, Nevada too. Nevada, yeah. Is In-N-Out Burger. And I think when you get people from Texas or even the Northeast and the Whataburger or Nations. Ari- Arizona, or, too, for Whataburger. But it doesn't feel like Arizona's a sweet spot for In-N-Out, too. Is that, I just know they if, have Whataburger. What if In-N-Out had just gone full Burger King or McDonald's or Jack in the Box or one of those and just gone national? Do you think it'd be hard to scale? Like, would they be able to keep their prices where they are? Uh, I remember when I was driving, when we went to the U.S. Open and I was meeting you down in San Jose and, you know, we're in the car like 8 o'clock and I drove by one on the 680 and they obviously they open at 11 and I, I'm driving on the freeway, and I just look in, and you can see the lights are on. They're getting ready. Like, they take the ship pretty seriously. It's not like just show up five minutes, turn on the heaters, and fire away, right? It takes some prep time, much more than, like, Taco Bell, or yeah, which, which is actually still pretty good. Which we also hit. I, I just think it's just their standard is so much higher. If you scaled it at that level, I think it would diminish, and it wouldn't be the same. Like, one thing I yeah, would say— the that's, number what, one thing, that's my question. Yeah, the number one thing I'd say they hang their hat on, right, is you go, it tastes the same every freaking chance. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I was in a pinch. I was really hungry for breakfast, and I went by Burger King, because I always used to like the croissant wish. And the croissant was not that bad for you. The ham one cheese is like 500 calories. So I swung by— they handed me the croissant, which it felt like maybe they pressed play on the microwave, but it might not have been working because it was just like, are we serious? I thought about handing it back to the guy, pulling back in line, be like, bro, can you heat this up? But I ate it anyway. But that has, that has never happened to me, even remotely close in and out order. Never once. So a couple things, I think. One, first of all, it wouldn't be a debate all the time on Twitter what's better because I feel like part of the reason people like having that debate is because most of the Twitter nation loves telling the West Coast that the thing they brag about is not that good. If it was nationwide, everyone would just like it, right? Like I think and that's a big part of the Whataburger. It's like a, it's like a West, like a California versus everybody else thing. Well, because you have it, like a lot of people, if you're from Philly or Florida, you come out to California for a week for vacation or work, you're like, oh, I'm going to have in and out Like, it's a, it's just a California thing, right? Yeah. Now, I also think, John, if they went national and the prices went up, I do think I would look like if that burger is 5 I don't like it as much. 
I've said this before. Like, I like In-N-Out. I don't stand for In-N-Out like it's the greatest thing ever. Part of the attraction of In-N-Out to me is it's fresh, it's tasty, and it's cheap. It's cheap in price without being cheap in quality, where a lot of other fast food that's cheap in price is cheap in quality. You're saying if, like, I just want to get a double-double and that burger is nine ninety nine instead of being four ninety nine. I'm never getting it. What do you think the burger – you said five – what do you think the burger is? Well, how it's much like is it? Yeah, isn't yeah, it? you're right. It's not very, yeah, you're right. It's not very much. I don't think, even at five bucks, it's, it's still pretty good. But if that, but like you can get you get, the, you get a number one for like seven bucks. Yeah, that's good. Now you would yeah. say so that compared to like McDonald's is McDonald's number one of seven dollar probably right? It's pretty well, cheap. Yeah, it's probably six. I mean, you're in and out for how good it is, is a very low price point for yeah, sure. Yeah, so that's a great it, value. Wouldn't you say if in and out tomorrow? Every in and out went up a buck fifty on every order, just relative. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would even phase anyone. They they have the power to do that, and they don't. But you would note. I do think you'd notice it, don't you think? Oh, uh, slightly. But again, you're still pretty low. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like my sister is, uh, uh, she knows coffee really well. And I was asking her about. She said she went to Seattle recently, and she was drinking their coffee. And she realized, other than Starbucks. Like, they don't, it's just normal. Like, there's nothing special about Seattle. It's just all Starbucks. And she said, because I was asking her, why is Starbucks, why do you say Starbucks isn't as good? And she said, well, for consistency, they really, they over roast their, like, they roast their beans at a really high, they roast their beans a lot more than maybe other people do. And again, I don't even know coffee enough to explain what she was telling me. But her point was just for consistency, they lose a little bit of their flavor because they, they've got to do some stuff to keep it consistent. So that is, that would be a challenge, I think, for In-N-Out. I can see um, that, you know, getting all your product to every part of the country. Uh, and does it lose a little of its luster to us if it's not? We feel like it's just a West Coast California thing. Does it reduce got, its brand power here? I got a pretty good one too coming up. Go I'm for it, because I'm out. I thought that was our last one, so hit me with another. What if the Kardashians never get a television show? Oh man, we're in a much worse place as a society, you know. But but I'm mean, I'm just I, I'm semi being serious. Somebody else would have. Yeah, but like this true stardom that that has become like the mogul that give her credit, Kylie's become okay. the power of just Kim and just the family and how it resonates with everyone. Like they have become as famous of the celebrities I'd say we have in this country. You know, they, they're as equally as famous as, if not more, of athletes, of actors, of musicians. And I think a lot of people are like, what do they do? I don't even know, but. You, you cannot argue when you say their name. Every, we went to the U.S. Open. And again, a semi-bad example. But of the however many people that walk through the gate, you could every single person 100% would know their name, right? Mm-hmm. Guy or girl. And that's if that show never exists, like, yeah, they're just a rich family. In LA. Like, they're, I, I, like, does someone else take their real estate or are they just so unique that they were – like once that was just a perfect storm, because I I, I, was... I think they're really unique. Like I, you're always gonna have somebody who would be the biggest celebrity, right? Like uh, what's her name, uh, the aunt from from uh, Full House, whose daughter wants is a YouTube person. Yeah, but they are so unique. Like they're mixed in with Bruce Jenner, OJ Simpson, OJ Simpson, Kanye West, yeah, Reggie Bush. I mean, it's the Jenner one's pretty big deal because, like, I would say everyone over fifty that resonates with. And then think about this guy. Jenner then turned into a woman. It's just mid show. You can't even make it up. No, it's outrageous. So, 
there would always be somebody else doing something. He did that for television, right? That's one hundred percent real. Yeah, I think it's well. Who knows? I mean, I think you you you're a celebrity that's only a celebrity because people know who you are, but you don't actually do anything. I that's a world where you can lose yourself a little bit. But yeah, I think he just did it for real, or she did it for real, Caitlin. Because I'd say the one thing about Caitlin and Bruce, I haven't watched the show in forever. When I originally watched the show, like he honestly felt like kind of the most normal. Like he just, you know, was just not comfortable in it and just not comfortable in his own skin, but just the whole thing. He actually was one of the more likable ones of the he group. He was. She now. I saw you, I followed Kylie and Kendall on, on Insta and on Father's Day tweeted a bunch of pictures of, of her. Do you think somebody else would have taken their mantle, or is it just did they reach a height that no one else? Yeah, I, I think someone else might have become really famous, but like you said, there is like life's a lot about opportunity. Obviously, like your opportunity comes, you better do a good job. Like Fox calls you mid September on a Wednesday. Hey, guy, Burkhart went down. Would you be open to fill in this Sunday? Short notice. What are you gonna say? No. That might be your opportunity. Well, you prepared your whole life. Boom, it's ready. Like you said, like you could have put other people there and other people have got that slot. That's the other thing, right? And it just doesn't quite stick. They, there was just a combo of just their fame. They were already kind of used to fame. They were seeking the fame and natural to them. To your point on Kylie, maybe they're already so ingrained in just the agent, lawyer, marketing, just the whole world that they on one push of a button had the ability to just grow exponentially. Wham, bam, boom. Yeah, like you put... Yeah, I just think that even like Paris was kind of close, but Paris lacked a little something that they don't have. Like, say what Who? you want, like Paris Hilton. Oh. Because she kind of got some, like... Yeah, Kim's she had a run. But don't you think, like, Kim's got a little shit to her, you know? Just there's something... I, I think Kim's got a little more to her than Paris. Yeah. You just watch... Like, Kim's not a village idiot, like... I don't know anything about Kylie Kendall, but like Kim can handle it. And Kim was kind of the ringleader. So their, their ringleader was a little smarter than the other ones. I'm not calling her, you know, I make fun of calling Kylie like the Warren Buffett, but she benefited a lot from the name. But I, I think Kim, Kim kind of knew what she was doing. And clearly Chris did. Yeah, you're right. It was a perfect scenario. Sure, we'll get, people will tweet us a million more. We, I could, I'm just thinking of 20 more as we're sitting here. Why this is, is I don't know how to do this as a what if, but I've been thinking about this a lot because I went to what movie did I see? John Wick three. Like, what if in twenty years, like, are movie theaters going to exist? Because I don't think they are. Oh yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, they trending down for sure. Now that experience is still unique, right? The experience to watch a particular movie on a big screen, IMAX, all that stuff. Uh, and clearly we see some of these films like, um, you know, Avengers or whatever, people waiting in line at 2 a.m. to watch them. Yeah. Like the communal viewing experience, right? Like, I know it's so easy to watch at home. I think people are going to, I wonder if people are going to start liking shows that don't all come out at the same time that let you binge. Um, you know, Game of Thrones showed, like, everything was about binging. But Game of Thrones showed... Like, there's a value in not, not letting people binge your show. Why? Well, what if you had done this? Once Game of Thrones became so big, what if you're like... Uh, the in fi- theaters every Sunday night? Y- y- or even just did this. The final episode that's going to be two hours is going to be in theaters only. 
once it became like clearly 50 million people were into it, it would have done, it would have crushed, right? Right, right. Or the only time you could see the Game of Thrones finality is, it's like the, let's say it's like 4th of July weekend. It's like Friday through the Monday. Come and get it. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Yeah. Now they say, well, we're already on HBO. You already got to pay to do it. Clearly it was a money-making endeavor, but like Entourage. Entourage became such a big deal, such a big deal. The movie actually kind of came kind of late, right? If they would have done it in the sweet spot, think how much more money they could have made. I think you just – the problem is you get so into the show and it's crushing it and you're making so much money. Like how much is too much? Like I bet a lot of these producers would be like, well, we're already getting 20 million people to watch. Like, oh, Right. We're getting more what? people to watch at home. Yeah, it's easier. Because they're at home. Now, well, it's like, okay, what if I can get 50% of that audience to pay fifteen ninety nine, and you get 50% of it? Because right now you're only getting, let's say – the equivalent of for every viewer three bucks, so you can triple your ability. It's a good question. Um, I, I, I mean, obviously it's trending in one direction. I do think something to keep an eye on. It's just as every as more and more things become accessible at home. Like I heard this comedian saying the other day, like how disrespect his bit was. It's really disrespectful to our ancestors to go camping because they worked really hard to build a home. Like all they so wanted I- was a home. And now you're going to go camping. So I think whatever is really easy for you to do, you want to do the other thing. So as it becomes really accessible to do everything at home, people are going to need excuses to go out. You're going to need a reason to go out. Like, I got, I got everything at home. Maybe I should get off the couch one day. What am I going to do? Um, so maybe that – I don't know. I don't know. Well, I heard a funny comedian bit. He was like, think – how shitty Caitlyn Jenner must be at a personality if her reality television show got canceled after a year. It's fucking Bruce Jenner. Her kids are the Kardashians and the Jenners. It was a guy turned a woman, and she killed someone. And it was like, this shit's boring. I forgot about that. You know, it it was hilarious. I mean, I'm not even doing closest justice. And this guy was kind of like, this guy was like crossed a lot of racial lines. I mean, this guy was just what, no do you, holes. Do you part. remember who he was? Well, it was just in my car. Yeah. I, I had forgot sometimes when I'm just flipping around right above PJ Tour Radio. Yep. It was like three strip comedy stations. I know. I love, there's the Netflix is a joke. Kevin Hart has one. There's classics of like old school comedians. There's nothing like just catching. Between like PJ Tour someone. Radio and Howard is like five or six comedy channels. You can catch like a random guy, and I'll be like, I'll give this guy a chance, and right. then it'll make me laugh, and I'll just kind of roll with it. The one thing, I've been listening to a lot of the Netflix as a joke radio, but the problem is you find somebody you like, and then they only play bits, and then they go on to somebody else. So I found like the Kevin Hart or a few of the other channels where you just get more of that person that you find. So that makes 100%. So Netflix got in bed then with Sirius, right? Because I heard a bit of Hassan, but it was only for like five minutes and then they go to a next guy. So yeah. it's basically just previewing. They, they've got all these specials them. now. Yeah. And so they want you to hear five minutes of somebody and go, Oh, I want to hear the rest of that. More of them on Netflix. Do you think that that, that has to be a massive money making endeavor for Netflix, right? Putting all these guys on, like they get a lot of views that way. Uh, I mean, they, they paid for a ton of them too, though. Like they paid for a ton. They're like, you know, they paid for a lot, so it's going to take a lot of people going to watch. Like the views, I, I have your subscription. I need you to subscribe to watch them. Oh, so you you think they're like in bed with serious stuff to try to get the word out and try to just keep it going, like just to try to promote it? Yeah, because once I subscribe, like I'm just I, I'm I'm saying I think it works for them, 
Clearly. Being Hassan Minhaj a millionaire? Gotta be. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Um, but I'm just saying it, it, they've got so many. Uh, they invested a lot on the front end, is my point. So clearly. I think it's working, but I just think clearly they invested a ton on the front end. Like, how much do you think they give Dave to do that little shit? Well, fuck, he got, what, $40 million or $50 million for his two specials, didn't he? Uh, that, that's what he was got. It, or was it more than that? Was it not? Was, I mean, it was a ton. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. Now I feel like it was like 90. No, I, was it? But do they give you, here's my question. So, like, they go, Dave, give you two it specials. It was $60 million for so three specials, $20 million apiece. Okay, I give, you, I give you sixty million dollars, and basically each special is what six episodes. Do then you have to no, use no, no? That he point? just did, he just did three stand-ups, twenty million a piece. You're talking Dave Chappelle, excuse yeah. me. I was talking Dave Letterman. Oh, he didn't okay. sit down, but I think it's kind of similar. Let's say the let's say the money's kind of similar because I think I, I read somewhere they paid Letterman a lot just to sit down with Howard, sit down with Chappelle. Right? No, it was Kanye, Obama. Do you have to use that twenty million for Chappelle? It's easy because he's already out on tour. Like, does Dave? Do they also pay for the production and stuff? Yeah, I would think. You think Netflix that takes all the cost and then they pay you on top of that? I think it's different. I think if they do the deal with Dave, I'm looking. They paid him two million per episode. They have the they have the front end cost. Cost. I'm guessing with Chappelle, it was. Hey, we'll do a deal. You deliver us three specials. We'll pay you sixty million. You're, you're saying Dave Letterman got paid per interview, basically. Yes, and I don't think it cost him anything on the front end. Maybe you're right on Chappelle that he would have paid to have it filmed, but and then he shopped it around. Like I'm filming it myself, and then I'm shopping it. Yeah, yeah. That That's probably because maybe Louis Louis C.K.'s thing was he did it all himself. But they they called Dave. They go, listen, we got the studio ready. We got an audience ready. We just need you to pick 12 guests that you want to talk to, and we'll pay you fucking $2 million per episode. And Dave's like, fuck, it's the easiest money I'll ever make. Right. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But, like, Netflix, like, Dave didn't own the studio or whatever. Netflix probably set it all up. Right. They just paid him like he was hosting a television show. He just shows up, works, goes home. That's That was pretty easy money for Dave. I bet some of these guys realize, like, this Netflix deal has been sweet. Right. right? And like you asked the original question, which is, is Netflix making their money back? Well, I was going to go, what if Netflix had never come around and eventually something would have? So that's kind of a stupid question. But I do think where we're headed, like as someone that's invested in Netflix, I, I think they got a chance guy to be the Amazon. Now I know Amazon's also already in the space. Yeah. But they're pretty innovative, and they're constantly changing shit. Like, they are – remember, like, 10 years ago? Like, what else could Facebook do? Well, they just kept doing shit. And they eventually now they just fucking run it, right? Uh, What what more could Bezos do? And just just constant – like, Netflix is always fucking throwing curveballs, right? Because these Silicon Valley guys aren't afraid to fail. Like, people are like, you're paying – how? everyone's always consuming Netflix. Well, they're paying so much money, paying so much money. That's how they grow. And they're not afraid to spend money. Now, eventually, you got to make money. Because I was out to dinner with a buddy a couple weeks ago, and he's like, my biggest issue with Amazon is they've actually never made any money. They actually lose money. I'm like, well, yeah, Steve, but one thing they have, at the dry, if, they, if they just stop sending anything to anyone, they know what every human in this country – like, you think Facebook knows just because of, like, the pictures you post? They know literally what you spend money on. Is there has there ever been more powerful information that Bezos has that he hasn't even used yet? I know exactly what Guy Haberman pays for. Everything you pay for, I, I have it. All right. 
So I, I guess my ultimate take is like, I think Netflix ha- has barely even scratched the surface of how dominant they're going to be. Like if you said when we're like in 30 years, like where do you watch the NFL on Netflix? Like where do you? Yeah, or some version of like to me or. Yeah, whatever. They maybe they merge with they buy it, you know whatever. CBS. Like they, they just yeah, just something like that. Like don't you think that's kind of inevitable? Like ABC, CBS, Fox. Just kind of merging with like Amazon Primes and Netflix and Facebooks and mm-hmm. always seems what because why wouldn't you think how powerful you become? Someone's gonna be the first to do it. Now I would imagine like Fox goes, yeah, that's why we overpay for the NFL and overpay for golf and overpay for events so we don't necessarily have to do yeah, it and build out our own streaming ability. Yeah, but the question becomes there like, so when I stream on FX, like. Is this a subscription, or are you just putting ads in it? Because I don't want to watch your ads. Well, that's where the cash comes from. Right. Unless I subscribe, which I already do when I pay Xfinity. But I know this. You work for SiriusXM. Back when SiriusXM first came out, I was like, oh, you subscribe? No ads. Well, every single station has countless ads. Three minutes. So they realized, well, everyone's just kind of accustomed. Let's give them ads, too. So they've also, doubled down, right? Yeah, they have but also, like, they know, like, I know that if they have that on one channel, I can go, they don't care what you're listening to as long as you're listening to them. So, like, they don't care if you're listening to the NFL channel. The NFL, the people doing the NFL show want you to listen, but they don't. Sirius doesn't care if you're listening to that or Netflix's or Joke Radio or Howard or Channel 2 Music, or they don't care as long as you're listening to something. So you, an ad is just an opportunity for you to explore one of the other 375 channels. Sirius give Guy Haberman a free subscription? Yes. And That's I just nice. got Pandora, free Pandora Premium, because they them? merged. Sirius and Pandora merged. So like, nev- that Sirius like sent you an email. Hey, you, can we get a sign up? No, nobody told me. I had to find out like through word of mouth. Then it took me three weeks to get it working. But oh, because like people were saying like, bro, you can get a free unlimited. Did you get the Pandora? I'm like, no. What are you talking about? Like, oh, you didn't hear? Like, no, didn't hear. So what what do you get on Pandora now? So just no commercials. Uh, and, un- and unlimited. It's skips. like I had Spotify a while ago for like six months that I paid for, and it was cool. I liked it. You could just always find any song. I like that you can download whole playlists. You know, like now I can listen at the gym and not worry about a commercial mid workout. Yeah, I'm a little like LeBron, refused to pay for the premium because I just I have so many options. I just go to another channel. Well, it was like the Spotify. I did it until the promo price expired. Then I was like, well, it's not really like I don't. It's not worth it to me. Like some people just listen to music nonstop, but I'm yeah. fine. Just li- I'm fine with 30 seconds of ads. I don't care. I'm doing other stuff. Whatever. Well, I, just background I, I, noise. I would even say this, and I don't even listen to Spotify. I actually believe probably in Spotify more than any company in America. I mean, I, I just I, I think that's completely where everything. I, I think they're going to wipe out radio. I think they're going to do what Netflix did to everyone like eight years ago. I think that's we, you. You and I feel it in the business we're in. The wave is full on coming, with with songs and with you know audio shows. Yeah. Because you can can you listen to our podcast on Spotify? Yes. I think a lot of people consume podcasts on Spotify because if they're music people, they do everything through Spotify, right? Yeah, I think it's nice to be able to. Yeah, like buying music on iTunes feels like that's that's over. That's dead. Yeah. But Apple's smart enough. They're always yeah. They have Apple with music. Disney. They got other shit going on. J- Jimmy's Jimmy's working that angle. Oh, Jimmy. Jimmy Iovine. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, 
Okay, have fun. Keep having fun, I guess. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. 